We continue our breakdown of the 2024 NHL draft with a special right-handed defenseman. The prospect spotlight is on Zane Parekh for today's episode of Locked On NHL Prospects. You are Locked On NHL Prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to Locked On NHL Prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. On this podcast, we break down everything prospects related for you five days a week, Monday to Friday. I'm Hattie Kalakesh and joined today by Jordan Harris, our OHL scout at Dauber Prospects with Sebastian out uh, for the next couple of episodes. I thought I'd bring in an expert for the next two prospects. We're both big fans of them. Uh, today's episode will be focused on Zane Perek a great offensive defenseman, a right-handed defenseman, who's going to be drafted at least in the top 15 of the 2024 NHL draft. We'll get into his tools first and foremost, talk about the skating, the projection in terms of stick handling, um, puck, puck skills, shot, all that good stuff. In our second segment, we'll focus more on the toolkit and the habits in this game. And then in our final segment, we'll talk about the projection with Perek, what the upside is, what the floor is, and which team would be the best fit. But before we get into any of that, make sure to like and subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. Leave us a comment letting us know what you want us to talk about next. And if you're listening on your favorite podcasting platform, make sure to make us your first listen of the day. It's always very much appreciated so jordan uh i think we can get things started here by just talking about the the frame of saint perec so size handedness talk me through that with saint perec yeah for sure um i i think first and foremost is you know whenever you think of a player that you know plays like him you often think oh well is he you know is he 5'9 5'10 150 160 pounds here no he's not that kind of uh you know he's he's not that kind of build uh, you know, we're looking at a guy who's already six feet tall. Uh, so he's, he's six Oh, um, and 185 pounds. Um, also obviously it's, it's very, you know, right shot defensemen are very scarce in the NHL. Um, and, and he's right shot as well. So that alone is, is, you know, kind of boosts up on some people's boards. Absolutely. Yeah. And talk me through the style a bit. Um, I mean, this is a player we both love and we both watch a ton, but really want to hear your thoughts on what kind of what kind of style does he play? What kind of mold does he fit um, as as a defenseman? Yeah, so he's he's a creator. Um, that's like first and foremost, he he you know, he he commands play. He just moves so effortlessly around the ice. Um, he's got an exceptional vision. He's always trying to find players, um, you know, whether it's to work a give and go or just to set people up. And yeah, he, he's a high offensive, uh, you know, defenseman uh, who who is just putting up unbelievable numbers in the OHL um, on a team that's obviously really good. But, you know, he's also leading that team in points by 17 as a draft yeah. eligible defenseman. Yeah, as of right now, he's at 76 points in 50 games. Just absurd production from him right now. And, you know, it's very rare that you'll see a, a defenseman in the OHL say that they have scored two consecutive 20-goal seasons before the age of 18. Like, that's no, ridiculous. Exactly. He, he had 21 goals last year as a draft minus one. And then this year, if you, even before turning 18, he turned 18 um, on February 15th. Literally today, as of recording this, um, Zane Breck turned 18. And he already has 26 goals on the season. So two consecutive 20-goal seasons as a defenseman um, before the age of 18 is ridiculous and it's unheard of. But beyond that, I think the points are a window into what makes Perek so good. I think we can start with the puck skills. I mean, you know, 
obviously the shot is ridiculous. You, you don't score 20 goals in, con- in consecutive seasons as a, an under 18 defenseman in the OHL without having a booming shot. And not just the accuracy and the power of it, but the placement is really, really smart. Um, He's comfortable fluttering pucks on net when there's a when there's a tip in option when he sees a forward who's free in front of the net. He's comfortable just blasting it off a one timer or even off just a regular slapper heading into the offensive zone uh, when he gets the chance. Um, but he also gets a lot of puck touches uh, below um, b- below the blue line. So you know once he gets to the red to the to the top of the circles, he's comfortable just keeping on and and continuing his routes he finishes a lot of routes at the net he's got fantastic hands as well which help him kind of navigate pressure and, and drive his way to the net um but i think of the shot the play the, the the stick handling and the playmaking it's really the playmaking that stands up the most right yeah oh definitely like there are times where you'll watch prec and i i think my favorite thing about him is he is not he is never looking in the direction of, to where he wants to go yeah, I've seen him walk the blue line where he's actually his his hips are are turned, you know, um, perpendicular to the net, and he's looking towards the the boards, and all of a sudden he he cuts up and he's he's driving the net uh, and taking a shot from the high slot. He's yeah. the king of deception. Um, it's everything about his game is to bait players into going in a place that he wants them to go to because he has no plans of going there. He's going somewhere else. Yeah. Um, he does that with, you know, obviously the way he can move is he can flip his hips. Uh, that, you know, makes players think that he's going a certain direction. That's the head fakes. It's the, you know, the scanning and, and, and just looking at play at looking at spots in the ice where he's not going to go. So then he can dart through to another area where he, where he will go. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, that's what's really interesting, especially with Perek as well. And we'll talk about that a bit more with the toolkit, but he's a he's a master of sleight of hand. He he's like mm-hmm. he's a magician, but not in not in the sense that's usually used to describe really flashy, really skillful players. He's a magician in the sense that he always hides his true intentions and he consistently fools you by making you go the route the wrong way, look the wrong way, you know, make the wrong decision. He forces wrong decisions from opponents consistently with a stick handling, with his use of his of his eyes and his body as as kind of misdirecting tools. It's fantastic to watch. Um, but yeah, the, the playmaking itself, I mean, there's a wide arsenal of passes here. He can he can flip area passes into spots for his teammates to skate into. Um, he can join the rush late, but he can also jump start rushes with his skating. Um, but speaking of which, the skating, we were talking before the episode, it's really strange. I mean, this is a player who has fantastic edge work. You watch him on the ice and you wouldn't call him fast, but you call him extremely fluid. And when I see a player who has weight to add on, on his frame and is fluid, but not fast, I'm not worried. And I don't think you are either, right? No, I'm not worried at all. I'm not worried at all. Like the, the four-way mobility is so good. He glides on the ice. It looks very, uh, um, effortless when, when he moves, um, yeah, and if you're moving in all those directions with with ease, and and you're you're also picking up, you know, you're eating up a lot of ice, and you know, kind of, you know, getting down there, that that's already a good sign. And like, a, you know, he's obviously he's not a small guy, but he's definitely got room to put on the lower body strength. To ultimately, you know, increase his speed. Like right now, I like to call him quicker than fast because he yeah. he moves so effortlessly, so uh, smoothly you know, in any direction quickly, but I wouldn't say, you know, if you just had him skate from, you know, icing line to icing line, you know, he's, 
you know, he, he's he's not going to be the fastest guy there, but he's still he's still got good speed otherwise, and and that will continue to to grow as as uh, as he uh, progresses. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think it's just a matter of him adding lower body strength because the form, mm-hmm. the technique, the mechanics are really really solid. He's not he's just not getting enough power behind his strides yet, and I think that's just a matter of time. I think any team that I mean, this is the type of thing that any team can work on. You don't need to yeah, be a skating it, specialist, right? And and also skating is it's 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 yeah. A lot of it's obviously your mobility, you know, uh, speed and stuff like that. But skating is also uh, what you you know how you work crossovers and ultimately deceive people to gain separation like there's a lot of guys who don't have who aren't burners who get separation by you know by by using their edges and in in crossover steps as well so it's not just pure speed and and look he's he's even gonna be good in that area too so yeah absolutely he's an absurd player in terms of tools uh but now we'll get into an interesting part of of Perek's game and a part where there are strengths and there are definite weaknesses uh we'll talk about the tools the the toolkit rather um and the overall habits in Zane Perek's game after these messages from our sponsors here at Locked On NHL Prospects grocery bills are so expensive these days but now they don't have to be Start getting cash back on your grocery shopping with the free Ibotta app and get cash back every single time you shop. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every single time that you shop on hundreds of items, from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. So you can make sure you're beating inflation no matter what you're purchasing. The average Ibotta user earns $256 every single year. That could cover the cost of almost an entire grocery shopping trip. So you can buy that flight that you've been eyeing, that game you've been dying to go to, or the fancy dinner that you have been craving. Other apps give you points that don't amount to much, but with Ibotta, you add your offers in the app, upload your receipt, and you'll get real cash back that you can cash out into your actual bank account, PayPal, or gift cards. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every single time that you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers, including Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and far more. Right now, Ibotta is offering our our listeners $5 just for trying Ibotta by using the the code LOCKEDONNHL when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use code LOCKEDONNHL. That is I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use code LOCKEDONNHL. Alrighty, so moving on to the toolkit and the habits with Zane Parekh, a an electrifying, skillful, fluid right-handed defenseman uh, out of the OHL, who's well above a point per game and lead, leading his team in points, um, and a good team at that in the Saginaw Spirit. So we'll get into the toolkit first and foremost. I want to really focus on how his tools interact because um, he's a great skater. Does he blend that well with his stick handling? Uh, he's a good stick handler. Does he does he shoot off off the handle really well? You know, what's the what's the combination of tools like with with Perek and how do those tools uplift each other? Do you think that's a positive in this game? Yeah, I, I'd say so. Like he, he's got the like the skating is so is so good. And, and he I, although, you know, vision is not really like a physical tool or anything, but he he sees the ice really well and he uses he uses the vision, the skating and ultimately, you know, his shot to finish it off to, to really uh to really score goals like he he's always looking as as soon as he makes a pass he's always looking for like a give and go opportunity right like he's 
it's he's not just dishing the dishing the puck off to a teammate and then all of a sudden sitting back and like okay yeah they've got it and everything if he yeah. especially in the uh in the offensive zone it's i'm gonna dish the puck off to a teammate and i'm gonna figure out how i can get in space to maybe get this back and and fire it off or at least drive the net and and maybe take a, a uh you know take the center or take the, the the defense and ultimately open up for my teammates so he he he, he works that really really well uh, he gets in really good positions to uh, to to get a shot off. He in his shot like gets through. He's not just firing it into uh, you know into shin pads and stuff like that. Uh, he knows when to shoot to score and uh, and also when to shoot for a rebound or, or a tip as well. Um, yeah, and I think he really he uses a lot. All his tools really come together to to generate offense for him. Absolutely, yeah. And you don't put up 76 points in 50 games without having some sort of cohesion in your toolkit, uh, even if it is the OHL. I mean, th these are ridiculous um, stats that he's put up. And like I said, it's a good window into what he does well. Um, this is a player who has a great understanding of how to use what tool at what time, um, especially timing-wise. It just it seems like everything comes together impeccably when it comes to Perek's understanding of spacing, understanding of timing. You know, he hits pockets at just the right time. His give and go game is excellent, and this is usually yeah. something you see from polished forwards. And this is a this is an, a barely eighteen year old defenseman doing yeah. this kind of stuff at a high end level. Um, you know, and and one of the biggest signs for me of hockey sense are two things: area passes and give and goes. That that ensure that that means that you really understand how to progress play a step or two in advance. You know, after that, you can build into the the no look passes, the the constant scanning, and kind of uh, kind of sixth sense for where your teammates are, which Parekh also has. His hockey yeah. sense is high end, right? Oh, big time, big time. I also like uh, I like when he activates in the offensive end. Like he's. Um, he'll be behind the net at times, you know, like it's, it's, uh, he, he, you know, he, he generally knows when to pinch pretty well. Uh, you know, yeah, he'll, he'll maybe cheat a bit for offense, but he, he's, oh my God, like it's, it's, uh, it's so, it's so impressive with him, how he's able to find space to, to get open and ultimately get a shot off or to ultimately fire pass, you know, through the crease <laughs> across to a, a winger who's going to tip or who's going to just tap it in. He's it, it's unbelievable with him. Yeah, absolutely. I also want to talk about the habits with Perek because this is a player who's constantly scanning, who's constantly taking in his surroundings. His pre-touched his his pre-touched setups are great. I mean, he's constantly receiving pucks in motion as well, so he never really needs to stop moving his feet in order to make a play. He blends his fluid skating exceptionally well with his ability to go from full motion to pass to handle. Um, Everything blends well together in terms of what he does on the ice, not just in terms of the way he thinks the game, but the way yeah. he goes from tool to tool. There's this kind of seamless progression, which you rarely see with prospects. And this is the one thing that I point to and say, this is a game changer for Perek. Because what really hinders a lot of players at the NHL level is that um, they have to they have to stop moving or they have to, um, to figure out their next play after they receive the puck. Either one of those two things. Prex already good in both of those areas. I mean, this is a player who, like I said, does everything in motion, um, which makes it really easy for him to go from retrieving a, pa a puck behind his goal to making a pass or breaking out the puck or stick handling through pressure. Um, but on top of that, there's a 
there, there's a poise in his game that's really, really impressive, right? And I think this is both a strength and weakness with Perek. Like, there's a part of his game where you're like, oh my goodness, this kid, like, this kid has no panic at all. But then you're sometimes just like, please panic? You're you're being pressured from three sides? Like, what's going on here? For sure. And yeah, and a couple of things you touched on, like, I, I'd love to 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 elaborate on, on, on those as well. The the first being the, the, uh, the scanning. And like you were saying, when he receives the puck, he's not slowing down to ultimately receive it and then look to see who's there. Like he does all of his scanning before he has the puck. And because we talked about before, once he has the puck, he's kind of all like the sleight of hand where he's not really like giving you much and he's trying to bait you into other things. Like he has, he has, he knows where his teammates are and where they're going before he receives the puck. So then when he gets the puck, he's already at full speed and he knows where they're going. And again, can hit him with the pass. His 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 scanning prior to getting the puck is just, it's it's unbelievable. And then the other thing was, yeah, it's he is so calm out there, to and, and that's the feature and the bug as well of it, right? Like it's you think, wow, like this guy is so calm, he doesn't panic, and because of that, he's able to try things and and experiment and and drive play and ultimately create a scoring chance. And then you look at him and say, you could afford to really like uh, pick up the pace and, and maybe just dish off, uh, um, you know, a, a pass to your defensive partner or, or, or even just the simple high and along the glass and in out the, and uh, in, in out the end, you know, uh, or out of your, uh, your own end. Yeah. There's times where you, you want to see him play with a little bit more urgency um, because at that point, you've got two guys who are, you know, who are, you know, screaming down your neck, and uh, and you might just skate yourself into into a pretzel, and then all of a sudden, you know, you've coughed up the puck in your own end, right? Like, there's just times yeah. where you you need that urgency to to really get on with it. For sure, and I, I think there has been an overcorrection with these bugs and these concerns in Perex's game. I, I mean, I've seen outlets call Zane Perex defending outright abysmal. I would not go that far. Like he's he uses his defensive skating exceptionally well. He's really good at picking up threats and stifling them. I think it's just he still has to figure out that sometimes you do need to panic. Like he, yeah. I feel like Perek thinks that the lower his panic level, the better the better it is. But sometimes yeah. the right play is just to dump the puck out, like you said. Um, at the same time, I think that you know there's there are some habits to tweak out. He tends to like bear hug players along the along the boards instead of just kind of you know, layering stick and body. That's one thing that he needs to learn. But this is something that we saw, for example, with Brock Faber go from, you know, uh, an average tool to like one of the best in the NHL at doing it. Um, Brock Faber's fantastic at layering stick and body. And this is something that's teachable. It's a habit. It's a habitual thing. It's not a, it's not an intrinsic instinctual thing. It's just that it's a small correction in the way he approaches defensive, uh, defensive situations and, and loose pucks along the boards that could really kind of bring out a different level in Perek defensively. Um, I think it's a main concern of a lot of people with Perek is that they see him as this kind of, you know, high calorie offense, low calorie defense type of player. It's just, I, I don't see it like that. And I, you know, I feel like you don't do you don't either. Um, I, where do you think this is coming from? Is this kind of just a a misread of what what Perek's kind of skill set is, or is this kind of just boxing him into this category of defenseman that we've seen all the time, and especially you know this kind of category that doesn't seem to work out all, all that much? Ryan Merkley, Eric Brandstrom, you know, um, guys like that. Like, is it is it that kind of thing, or, or what's going on there? I think it's a few things. I think. Um... I, I think there is a lot of um, I think there's a lot of 
it where you look at p- past players who have you know who have maybe not been the biggest guys uh but who are our high offensive you know players who were really really deficient defensively and who might have had good but not great skating and who you know didn't really compete all that well and you think oh well you know these guys didn't make it therefore you know Parekh might not make it but the offense with Parekh is so good and the defense although yes he's clearly better offensively than he is defensively the defense is it's it's not it's not, it's not as bad as Adam Boakvist basically yeah. And, and that's kind of the uh, and and that's kind of a, a you know your your measuring stick I guess there. I also think that um, I, I I do think that whenever a player plays a certain way, there's always an assumption that they're small or and, and they're tiny and stuff like that. He's like I said, six foot one eighty five. Like he he could very well end up playing at six you know maybe six one if he has another you know growth spurt in him. He could play at six one like. 195 in the NHL like that's not like that's you know Simon Nemitz right like that's no one would ever said that you know he's he's smaller flimsy and I think the other thing is is that uh, um, we've seen a lot of uh, we've seen a lot of success stories in in uh, in recent years with people who have a lot of you know who who are who are bigger guys who move really well like your Jake Sanderson's your uh, your Moritz Sider's you know players like that your your Noah Dobson's and although I absolutely love that archetype of player, not you don't need everybody to look like that. Um, yeah. You know, I, I think I'm a Red Wings fan. I think you know the Red Wings have you know William Valender, Mort Sider, Simon Edmondson. They've got all these big guys who move, but then they draft Axel Sandin Pelka, and Steve Eisman said, "Well, he was something we didn't have. It was a, it was a, it was a player type we didn't have that we ultimately need." Yeah. And there's there's just different flavors of defensemen, right? Absolutely. And we'll we'll get into that in our next segment where we talk about the best fit for uh, Zane Parekh and also the projection with him. What's his floor? What's his ceiling points wise? What we're, we're expecting from him at his best, that kind of stuff. We'll get into that after these messages from responses here at Locked On NHL Prospects. Here at Locked On, we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. You don't need to search you can match with Indeed. Indeed is a great place to to hire and match with potential employees for your company. Uh, With over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Their their matching engine is the highest quality you can get. They find uh, potential employees with the exact attributes that you need for your job. If you need someone who's, you know, especially timely because your job requires that. If you need someone who's, you know, a, a hard physical worker for a specific job. Any specific attribute you're looking for with an employee, um, Indeed is a be- is a great place in order to search for those candidates. Uh, and listeners of this show can get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash locked on. Just go to Indeed.com slash locked on right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Again, that's Indeed.com slash locked on. Terms, impl- terms and conditions apply, but if you need to hire, you need Indeed. Alrighty, so let's close things off here uh, by talking about the projection first and foremost with Zane Parekh. I think we can start there because, I mean, I've gotten some flack on Twitter for saying that Zane Parekh is the only defenseman in this draft with point-per-game upside. Uh, do you see that as a realistic kind of possibility, or am I just crazy here? 
Oh, I think it's possible. I don't think it's probable, but I think it's possible. Um, but like, if he doesn't, he could be a sixty-five point defenseman. And like, how many are there? How many are you know? How many sixty-five point defensemen are there in the uh, you know in the NHL? Right? There's not a ton. Not many. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. I think that what's really interesting with Parekh's offensive projection is that you look at his tools right now, and I can't really name you anything that he needs to add offensively that would make him um, that would make him a better player overall. It might make him more toolsy, but he thinks the game at a level that's already close to NHL. He he understands the game at a high level and does great work with every puck touch. And like I said, the, the small details, the habits in his game offensively are really really good and should should stack up fairly well um once he makes a jump to the nhl the main thing is how much can you work on teaching him to you know use his panic as a tool rather than see it as something he needs to avoid at all costs and also just work out you know iron out the defensive the the deficiencies in his defensive game i mean we know this defensemen usually they take longer to make the nhl it's very rare that you see a defenseman make uh, make the NHL out of out of camp. It's very rare that you see an NHL defenseman even you know the year after being the NHL. It's something that we don't see every year. Even Moritz Sider was fantastic um, in mm-hmm. the SHL and his draft list too. He still spent the year in the SHL and his draft list too. You know, like it takes some time to get up to NHL speed. But I feel like we could be looking in five six years at you know one of the best defensemen in the NHL, um, especially offensively. Like he can be a dynamo. Um, so, uh, like, th- that's in terms of kind of the ceiling, right? But what's the floor with Preck? Like, what's the worst case scenario that you can imagine for St. Preck? Uh, like Sam Gerard, maybe? Um, yeah. Like, that's, and he's a good player. <laughs> like, that's, you know, obviously, <laughs> like, there's a chance that he doesn't make the NHL, but I think it's a very, very, very tiny chance. Uh, like, there's a, yes, there's a chance that it just, he, it doesn't translate. I highly doubt that's going to happen, but there is a chance. There's always a chance. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, like I like I I look at uh, I I think Sam Gerrard's probably the the floor. Maybe a Shane Goss to spare. Um, that could be another comp as kind of like your 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 higher end floor. I think um, you know obviously this guy's career was really you know hurt oh, by yeah. injuries in the yeah. last couple of years. But uh, Ryan Ellis is a guy who actually. No, no draft eligible defenseman in the OHL has produced uh, um, like Parekh since uh, Ryan Ellis. So I look at him as 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 a decent comp as well. Um, you know, Ellis may be a little bit better defensively, but uh, you know, still you're looking at a guy who's you know who moves pucks really really well, can really score. Um, yeah, I, I'd say that's a that's a decent comp. But I I would expect it to be. I expect him to land. Um, you know, like I said, Sam Gerard or Shane Gossespierre is kind of your floor. You know, maybe Ryan Ellis a little bit uh, in the middle, and and then like we're looking at, you know, a 65, 70, 75 point player as a ceiling, and maybe point per game, like you said. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I see a lot of similarities in the way he approaches the game to draft here Eric Carlson. Um, the thought process, the 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 worrying level of calm in this game, like. Yeah. Like I said, sometimes it's just like, please panic. Like, dude, come on. You're just being pressured for from sure. three sides. Absolutely. And, and on top of that, just to the 
the raw understanding of the game, the ability to just hit the weirdest seams just effortlessly um, with his passing. It's just, you know, I, I wouldn't put him in the Carlson category because Carlson at his best was a generational player. Um, yeah. But, you know, in, in terms of the way he approaches and thinks the game, definitely. I think his skating is less, um, it, it's less, a tiny bit less fluid. I mean, it's Eric Carlson we're talking about, one of the most yeah. fluid skaters ever. Before his Achilles injury, and he was lightning fast. Like he was a burner too. Like he will, yeah. he, he was a burner, right? Yeah, absolutely. And that's one thing that we haven't seen yet from Zane Parekh, right? Um, but mm. I think the approach and and the intelligence and the poise very very similar. The, the skill set as well fairly similar. Um, and the, it's the same issues with both of them defensively, where it's you know they, they don't really identify threats as um, as as urgently as you would like them to. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall, what would be the best fit? Let's get to that now, because I think there's a lot yeah. of interesting conversations to be had here. Um, we'll start with Eric Carlson's old team, Ottawa. Um, you know, they have um, they have Jake Sanderson, who's almost definitely going to be their first pair defenseman for the for the next 15 years, unless they trade him away. Um, how do you see Perek fitting in next to him? And do you like that combination of tools if it ends up happening that way? Yeah, I I, I really would honestly. Um like Sanderson is incredible already. Like he's, you know, he's got offensive upside. He uh, he's, he's got size. He, he's a great skater and he really can, he can really, um, really play with anybody. Like he's, you know, he's, he's done well chicken when, when they've been together. Um, he's obviously yeah. plays a lot with, with Artem Zub, right. And Zub's, you know, he's, he's the opposite of Prex. So I feel um, if, if Sanderson's playing with a guy who's like high octane offense, um, really puck mover, then he will adjust to uh, not to say that he needs to be Mark Mathot, you know, to, to Zane, correct, you know, Eric Carlson, obviously he doesn't need to be that extreme, but yeah. they'll find a way to work uh, really well with each other. And honestly, like it's, I, I think, I think the coaches would, would feel really uh, at ease knowing that you've got two guys who can move the puck, two guys who can, who can, who can score um, on that pair. And also you've got somebody who's who can be honest and, uh, and uh, you know maybe uh, maybe be the safety valve if uh, you know if 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 Preck is uh, you know taking uh, taking a bit of risk you know yeah absolutely um, we can also talk about uh, San Jose I mean they could use um, some 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 skill uh, at the blue line I mean they do have Matias Havila they do have Shakir Rukamadulin Jake Furlong's looking fairly good but I don't see anyone in that mold as that I'd call a a potential bona fide number one or top pair defenseman. And Zane, Zane Prak, I, f- I feel like, would fit that mold greatly. Um, I, I feel like Mohamedoulin's also kind of the opposite of Parak, but mentally, not in terms of tools. Mohamedoulin's mm-hmm. the most panicky defenseman I've, I've watched in a long time. Like, he'll just, he's pure chaos on skates. Um, I, I feel like pairing that level of panic, especially if they can develop as a defensive stalwart out of Mohamedoulin, which I think is possible, not likely, but possible. Yeah. Um, that would be a great combination with Zane Parak. Um, but I also think that Perek would be a better a better target for them with the Pittsburgh pick, especially if Pittsburgh continues to trend the way they have. We're talking in the 10 to 15 range. I would not be surprised if teams are sour on this type of defenseman. They've always been historically. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised to see him kind of match there. Um, in that range as well, I mean, there are a couple teams. I don't think the Montreal Canadiens need another defenseman. I think they're good on that end. Like, that's we're, we're fine with that. Yeah. Um, but I'm thinking of Chicago and like Kevin Korczynski, uh, Alex Vlasic, who's been looking really good as a young player. You know, yep. do you see a fit there? 
Yeah, I definitely see a fit there. Like, you know, no one's mistaking Alex Vlasic for for uh, Zane Perec here. So, like, they, you know, <laughs> um, he, they, there's definitely, um, although, like, Kraczynski can can put up points and he'll be a power play guy as well. Um, you, you probably need two players who can who can definitely, you know, uh, you know, put up points like that. But yeah, they, a they need a guy on the right uh, on the right side of the defense. There, he's a good fit. Um, and like that, the cupboards are like, you know, they're look, Chicago isn't going to be good anytime soon. Um, as, as we can see right now. So they have, there's so many spots that are, that are open or that are going to be open on that blue line. Um, yeah. you know, that you might as well load up on a, a diverse, you know, skill set of, of defensemen and in, in, in prospects in general. Right. So they've kind of yeah. got their Korchinski who's, you know, a pretty good size, you know, kind of your two-way guy. Um, you've got your Vlasic, who's, you know, your, your massive player, who's, who's defensive. And why not grab a, a Zane Perec, who's, who's, who could who, who could be that 70-point guy? And, like, oh, my God, a power play, a yeah. Zane Perec feeding Connor Bedard. Like, oh my I don't know. Yeah. The, that that would strike fear in every NHL team. Uh, last question. Where do you see Zane Perec ending up? We have him ranked at sixth overall at Dauber Prospects in our – uh, prospect rankings are mid-season top 64 that just came out. Um, but where do you see him getting picked realistically? Yeah, so history will tell us that it's probably not going to be in the top five. Um, yeah. You know, like what Quinn Hughes was, what, seven, I think? Uh, seven or eight um, in 2018. He, like, there are definitely a lot of similarities between the two. Quinn Hughes is like one of the best skaters in the world. Um, yeah. So it's a little bit different. I I don't, I, I really don't, I, even though we have him at, at six, I don't think he's going to crack the top five. I would be surprised if he cracked the top eight, but I'm thinking the, you know, the nine to 15 range is probably where he'll go. Axel Sandin Pelka went 17 last year in a deeper draft. And Zane Perek is a better prospect than Axel Sandin Pelka. So if you adjust for kind of the quality of the draft and the fact that he's, you know, a, a better a better prospect at, at this age than than uh, Sandine Pelica was, then you know you kind of do the math and you kind of end up around like eleven or twelve, and that's kind of where some of these teams yeah. that we're talking about might might end up picking, right? Arizona, another one as well, right? Mm -hmm, absolutely, and yeah, Arizona would be a great fit. Imagine a pairing of Semishev and and Perak or Lamour and, and Perak. That's a great combination of skills. Uh, but yeah, that wraps things up for today's show. Thank you very much for tuning in. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to like and subscribe. Leave us a comment letting us know what you want us to talk about next. And if you're listening on your favorite podcasting platform, please leave us a rate and review. It helps the channel out a lot. And make sure to make us your first listen of the day. For your second listen of the, of the day, make sure to check out Locked On Sports Today. They got all your news and updates about what's going on around sports. You can follow Jordan Harris at Jordan underscore NHL Draft on Twitter. Uh, he's our OHL, OHL scout at Dauber Prospects. I'm Hattie Kalakesh, Director of North American Scouting at Dauber Prospects here at Locked On NHL Prospects. We hope you see you next time.